Chumbas. This is Cyber Smiley with my uh, co-host. Greetings, programs. This is Wisdom 000. And welcome to Tales from the Forlorn Dopes. Uh, tonight, as you can see by the graphic, we are going to be doing a review, thoughts, analysis, and other fun things about Cyberpunk Red and our take on it. Um, so both of us have been making notes, uh, gathering our notes, and we're about to share what we think about this wonderful new game from uh, our Talsarian. Um, Wisdom, you want me to start off? or? Uh, yeah, go ahead and... Uh... So my strategy is just to... Go ahead to... and kick us off there, pal. Sure. Uh, my strategy is just to uh, go over um, kind of the main areas of Cyberpunk Red versus uh, Cyberpunk 2. So the first uh, point that I started with was stats. <clears throat> um, and with stats, uh, the difference, of course, being they dumped the attractiveness stats and they added in Dex and Will. Um, the things I saw that were good about Red and what they did was they reduced a little of the derived stats, getting rid of the BTM, and, and they didn't really give the, the damage bonus because damage bonus was kind of converted into uh, dice damage based upon your body. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I, I liked about the stats was the removal of the secondary skill, reliance on intelligence and reflex, um, because too many players I've had in the um, past was they would just max out both of those stats and become unrealistic. And the other thing I liked was um, the limiting of stats to eight. <coughs> so that way you didn't really have god characters um, to start off. Uh, the things I didn't like with stats was um, I uh, basically the charts. Um, how's it going, Shinobi? Um, and... Do not trade recurse. Oh, don't trade Corve. How you how are you all doing? Um, so the things I didn't like were were the charts. I think the charts for for the different systems of generation and characters, right? Which I think was the street rat. I think was the basic basic. Yeah, having oh. a chart there was makes sense right because it kind of gears a, uh, a new player to hey you don't have to worry about stats here are the stats that we think you would you benefit from um in the advanced character creation i think those charts really probably should have been gotten rid of um in my opinion uh the other thing that i 
didn't like around the stats and it was derived stats with the hit points um, when you're comparing it you had to compare your willpower or your will versus your body and look it up on a chart to figure out how many hit points you had um, if they really wanted to streamline it they they would have just made it a straight body times 10 right or um, body plus wisdom times five or body times sorry not wisdom <laughs> body body plus will times five you know um which yeah. and then the last thing to me if if they really wanted to streamline stats they wouldn't have added dex and will they would have dumped attractiveness and I, in my opinion they should have dumped move as well um because i, I don't see move I, I as a, a crucial skill or as crucial stat Uh, I, 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 I can't agree with that. Uh, I like a movement stat. Um, it could have been derived a little bit like they could have, it could have been a derived skill from uh, a combination of reflex and body. Uh, that might've alleviated some of that since, uh, there are no skills that are based off of, uh, movement allowance yep um but i i like the stat itself i liked the attractiveness stat um sure you could get surgery to uh change it up or down but i mean it it was a stat and it, it definitely reflected on how people like dealt with you on a on a day-to-day basis um, we live in a shallow society in Cyberpunk 20, or in Cyberpunk, uh, well, any Cyberpunk, really. It's pretty shallow. Yeah. Um, style over substance and all that. Well, I uh, think you'll the have reason to forgive me. Um, the notes I took, I started at the, at the start of the book, and I'm, like, having to move around to get up to, uh, speed on the, uh, my brain is not working at the moment. Um, <laughs> to the stats, right. I started like at page one and and moved forward. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to get the stat packages. <sighs> Go ahead. I, I wasn't going to get too much into like the fluff sections of uh, Cyberpunk Red because I think it, it's a different animal when you're comparing it to 2020. You know, um, but for for me, the stats, especially with attractiveness. That was always a dump stat for a lot of people, um, at least in my group. It, it was luck and attractiveness that people would just like, yep, uh, if I gave them points as opposed to rolling stats, they would specifically, you know, <laughs> have a we one or two in those stats. We the luck problem by uh, you d- when you determine your character points and whatnot you don't include luck in that you uh wait till you're all done with picking your stats and whatnot and then you roll luck separately in front of the gm so there was no using luck as a dump stat right instead it was it it was the one stat that always relied purely on luck um attractiveness if you want to dump a if you want to make a attractiveness a dump stat um, well, I, I mean, that's, that's the more power to you. If you want to go through the game looking like Quasimodo, that's, that's your bag, baby. <laughs> um, 
I, I, I could never do that to myself. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I gotta... I, I grew up on James Bond and stuff. My character's gotta be somewhat <laughs> handsome. Plus, I'm a chud in real life, so I don't... I don't want my... There's a reason I don't show up on video in any of this stuff. So when I play a game, I want my characters to at least, you know, have a chance with the ladies. Yeah. Um, you got any other comments like, um, around the hit points but or as... other parts of the stat system? The stat packages... The only one that works is the complete method. That's, that's the only one that allows you to stat your character as you see fit. I, I am not a fan of limiting the stats to eight. I, I, I'm just not. Um, if you want to be like the high reflexes action hero, I think that's I think that's a viable role playing choice. Uh, I'm not really sure where the philosophy of like all, your character has to be a schmuck and a schlub come from. Um, I mean, I guess Rick Deckard is where it comes from because he just got his ass thoroughly kicked all up and up one side and down the other in Blade Runner. Like, that's why you know he's not a replicant, by the way, is because if he was a replicant, he wouldn't have been such a miserable failure at fighting anything. Like, everybody kicked his ass. Uh, but yeah, um... I mean, some people want to play, you know, the schmuck. The guy who, you know... Even with the schmuck, though, like, they get by... They have some, like, really high stat. Uh, for most of the schmuck characters, they're really clever. And that's how they get by. They may not be super smart, but they've got high cool. Or they've got, high you tech. know, wisdom. That's not really a... Yeah, yeah, they can get by with something. Something makes them better. With most action heroes, it's always going to be reflexes. Even if they're not like... I mean, even if they're complete schmucks like Jack Burton from uh, Big Trouble in Little China, like that dude catches a knife in midair. Like, <laughs> that dude's got super high reflexes. He talks about it. It's all in the reflexes, baby. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a problem with... Uh, people giving themselves high stats it balances itself out in the wash i want to play action heroes i mean you're not nobody's gonna try and make mad max the character with like a seven reflex no that dude is super fast eating snakes and stuff yep anyway what do so you yeah the complete method is really the only one that works i'm not really sure what the other ones are about and i'm not and i'm with you i don't know why we need like 12 pages full of tables on everything. I don't know why each... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other well, I, methods I, don't don't really work for me first. I have an inkling. Um, the times I've, I've played with uh, Mike at cons, um, he seemed very... <laughs> he seemed to like tables and rolling on tables, so... I can see it as a personal preference. I, I can imagine. Um, what do you think I about the mean, hit The idea of them is is solid. Yeah. I just I, I think if they were implemented without, uh, there's a lot of tables in this book. Just 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 a lot of tables. 
And some of them are repetitive, like entire sections repeat. And it's it's kind of odd. Yeah. What do you think about the the hit point system versus like uh, the wound system for 2020? Oh, <laughs> all right. I, I am I am trying to be I'm trying to be as upbeat and positive with this, but I, I will say this: I despise hit points. I I don't like them in any game, and the reason Cyberpunk 2020 and Interlock was my favorite game of all time is because one of the main reasons is because it didn't use hit points it oh yeah i'm i get what they're going for i get that they are trying to make the game more accessible to a broader amount of people they're trying to i also think on some level they're trying to make the game feel like that they're trying to make the tabletop game and the video game feel a little bit more like each other um But no, I, I don't like hit points. I, I really don't. Well, I, I see the reasoning, right? They wanted um, to make the characters a little more, your character a little more survivable, right? Versus the flat, uh, the flat hit points you you got from twenty twenty, right? Um, and, and just how quick you know, you I thought the killed. same thing. But that really seems like contradictory because everything else they do. Like, like limiting the stats to eight. Like everything else they do, just kind of seems to push that mortality, and then they'll do stuff in the rules that, you know, let the character stay alive. It's really, I had a hard time figuring out what figuring out what what they were trying to go for completely with this. Well, the one good thing about their hit point system is it's not level based. They still keep it as kind of a yeah. flat hit point system, no matter how long the campaign lasts. Uh, which to me still reflects, yes, no matter how really powerful or how long you've existed, you the reason why you survived is because of your wits, not because you went up a level. You know, which I prefer. you know I, I get I that, and that's always been the beauty of, of cyberpunk. It just. Uh... Yeah, I'm there. The the hit points are going to be a sore spot for me from from the get go. Yep. <laughs> Pardon me. No problem. Um. So let's move on to roles. the fan blowing and it's throwing dust all over everything. So the rolls. You say so, rolls? <laughs> yes. Um. So they haven't really changed the base rolls, which was nice. Uh, to me, there there was a lot of of goodness that came out of this system uh, around rules, specifically the the I, better expanded rules on special abilities. I liked um, that they actually defined some of these these special abilities and what you can do with them. I thought was good. Amen to that. Um, um, the other thing I, I liked was there was no set skill list for the rules. So, and I know that was a constant gripe with the community for years um oh yeah i i just threw out the whole concept personally when i ran so that's that's one of the great things about this this game um the removal of the cash reliance on special abilities uh which and the limitation to of an extent. that that special ability 
Yeah, to an extent, true. Yeah. Um, it's it's geared more towards your income as opposed to starting cash. <coughs> well, I like I like what they did. I like that they codified all the special abilities. Um, they may they give you they give you complete breakdowns on how the how the special abilities all work, and I think that's beautiful. They uh, for most of them they went with like the same thing I did with Interlock Unlimited, where your special ability just adds to other skills. Which it, I mean, it's how it worked with Combat Sense, and Combat Sense was the only one from the original uh, from 2020 that you know nobody ever had a question about how Combat Combat Sense worked really, but like a charismatic leadership like that was such a uh... nobody like no two GMs ever really agreed on how charismatic leadership actually worked in in any given situation like GMs wouldn't even agree with themselves on a day to day basis yep Um, so they fixed a lot of that uh there's no more abstraction to the roles, which is good. Like, rules should not be abstract. At least not when it comes to defining your character and, and what your character can do. Yeah. Um, I've always been a proponent of roles. I like them. Um, I will say that as much as I like what they've done with the new roles, uh, Lawmen and corpse still seem to have their special abilities affected by employment, um, and that's that's kind of problematic. Uh, just in the sense of like your employment is such a tenuous thing, especially if you're like, especially if you're an edge runner where you know doing jobs day to day puts your whole livelihood at risk. Yep. Um, but I get it. I get what they're going for. Um, I don't really complain. It's not really that big of a problem. It just uh, it's led to some issues in the past, which is why with Interlock Unlimited, um, we really tried to uh, to eliminate that uh, special ability based on employment right. situation. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I me... like the idea that nomads. Go ahead. Well, for me, and it's probably going to be a little bit of a nomad thing, um, there was just minor gripes I had with some of the special abilities uh, overall, right? Like, <clears throat> speaking of nomads, right? So so their, their special ability, you get to add the ranks to any drive skill, right? Um, which is fine, right? Hey, they're supposed to be expert drivers. Great. Um, and then you go into something like the med tech, right? who has his ranks, his or her ranks, and they're supposed to split up their ranks into putting it into the other skills, like surgery, pharmacy, and uh, cryo, right? So even though I'm a med tech and I have a surgery skill now, I still only roll stat plus surgery, and I do not get an extra bonus. Whereas the nomad is super awesome at driving even better than a surgeon <laughs> at surgery um i he think was... that consistency of of okay uh, this special ability i'm going to add to a skill role 
and this special ability, I'm going to create skills off of it. Um, because in the end, you know, a starting, a starting uh, uh, med tech, right? He's going to have an eight surgery plus his stat of eight is going to be a plus 16 to surgery. And for a nomad, you know, I'm going to have a driving of six plus my rank of four is 10 plus my reflex is another eight. So I'm at a plus a plus 18 to the skill roll. And I think yeah, that goes up dramatically as their special ability continues to go up and their other skills go up. Um, so to me, there should have been more of a consistency on how you apply your 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 special ability to a skill role um, than, than how it was done. I did I did like, and the other thing I didn't quite like was um, techs with their with their fabrication and their upgrades. In that, okay, you make a you make a skill role right to see if you succeed at it halfway through if you don't succeed at it you just lose the time you would lose materials too so to say that the thing is uninjured sure. and, and you don't have to spend additional money I, I think is is a problem because <laughs> you are going to waste materials uh, to, to yeah. do whatever you're doing especially if you're if you're inventing something <laughs> sure I mean and it, all, it depends on how crunchy you want to get but uh, my problem with the nomads is while I love the idea that they're tying driving into being a nomad, it, it's weird to me that they dropped the family aspect of it, even though they, that's still the name of the special ability. Like, it's not tied to your relationship with your nomad family anymore. Like, you're not... I don't know. To me, that was always important, was the social aspect of the of the family in addition to the driving, it just being able to call on them to have them come help you. It, it's weird that they, it seems like they completely eliminate. Yep. Um, going back to the stats really quick. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, humanity loss. I think while humanity loss should be derived from empathy, I don't think I don't think beyond that it should affect it. Um, it should maybe provide uh, bonuses and and penalties, but I don't think like it should just cut your humanity or your empathy down. Um, I get what they were going for, what they've always been going for with it, but lately I've been thinking about this, like, uh, sociopaths are still good at manipulating people. Yeah. They're good at using empathy-based skills. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't have any... Empathy. <laughs> you would say that their humanity is pretty damn low. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I think that's a part, partial of, you know, 2020, right? Because oftentimes you would have players with these humongous humanities wanting to cut themselves up <laughs> as quick as possible. Yeah. To not become human anymore. Yeah. 
Uh, thanks, Capricious. Um, anything about the uh, rules um, you want to continue or talk about? Uh, I think that that I I, I like because it's tied into roles. I'm going to skip on forward a little bit to the life bath. Yep. Every role gets its own separate life path page or three. Um, and I like that. It, it's a neat concept. It starts feeling a little bit redundant because so many, there's so much overlap between the same, between the roles. Um, and the variation between the roles for these life path tables, it, it, it seems it's really varied and it's kind of unbalanced. Like uh, some characters get like two pages of personal life path. Others yeah. get like half a page. It, you look at it and you're like, well, that's. Yeah. And that, that was the, that's the thing, I guess. Subject I was going to bring up was, was the life paths. Um, I did like the, the adding of the roles. Um, however, to your point, yeah. I think, you know, the, the point of certain crew or role life paths, right? So some of them, I start with a partner or I, in a band. So I have all these other contact in it, additional contacts that other yeah. characters aren't going to have, um, which to me, you know, yeah, you kind of got it through, um, life events from 2020. Right, additional people you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for anything that expands life path. I love life path, but it just yeah. I think there, there's definitely some tweaking that needs to be done. Um, yeah, around it. Like it's definitely a positive. Yeah, it's it's one of the things I very much liked about Red, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's just kind of unbalanced. Yep. I also liked that you just. Instead of rolling life events and randomly possibly getting a friend, possibly getting an enemy, um, I like the flat roll. However, I don't like <laughs> that you roll a d10 minus 7, because that leads only a 30% chance mm. you're going to get a friend or an enemy, right? I think it should have been yeah, something it's... closer to like a, a d6 minus 3. So that way you have a 50% chance of gaining one or more friends and gaining one or more enemies. Um, you know, and just change, sure. tweak those just a little. Uh, the other thing I didn't like about the life path was just make small adjustments. Yeah, um, just flat out getting rid of the big wins and big losses. Now I know some of them can be viewed as imbalancing a character at the beginning uh, of creation, right? Um, but th there's ways of you know balancing it out. Good. Was it really that imbalancing, though? I mean, as long as Belmish was cheating on it, which is why, you know, the G in my opinion, the GM should always take a very hands-on approach to character creation, especially life path. Let them choose all their, all their like, personality traits and, you know, the color of their hair. By all means, let them choose that, but don't let them choose life path. You roll that. That's part of the fun for both characters, or both, both people player and GM. Yeah, and to me um, the big wins and big losses there's just referee gold in, in both. Yeah, absolutely it's referee <clears throat> gold. 
Um, I get that some of the losses are harsh, like starting your your character just immediately right off the bat losing a stat point. That's harsh. That's 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 not cool. Or one getting a minus five on um, your attractiveness. Yeah. But I mean, if he gets an extra thousand dollars at character creation, which is like I think the absolute max you can get from any big win, that's not really that big of a deal. If somebody has a little bit more money than the others, that's that's life, baby. That's just the way that goes. Yep. Yeah. So that's that and the happy love affairs, right? Um, you have the tragic love affairs now, but. You know, it's also good to yeah. always have. I, I like the happy girlfriend. I like setting up yeah. a. Yeah. Or I mean, that's on... that's just more shit for the G. That's more kindling for the GM fire. That's. Yep. Uh, anything else on the life paths? Uh, you know, that's 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 all I got on Life Pass. Overall, I like what they did, but I, it was like you said, there's the big wins and big losses is 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 sorely missed. As is the uh, you know happy love affairs and what. Yep. So let's move on to skills. <clears throat> the things I liked about the skills was yep. um, the reduction of some of the the skills that aren't that were at or on the character sheet but really never really used um i like that and that they consolidate it into basically hey you're an expert um uh the whole getting rid of or better understanding of what hide evade versus stealth uh was um i also like that some of these skills had a default level Right, you started off with like a perception of two, first aid of two, um, and skills. You just start at a minimum level. I thought was good because everyone starts off with some skills. Uh, what else? Uh, um, capping of the starting levels. I liked. Um, I and, like that a lot. I've well, been using that yeah. personally <coughs> decades now. Because it, to me, you know. The characters really need some type of growth and, and raising stats or sorry raising skills um is one of the rewards that you get with this game right so set to me yeah so i mean unless you're playing hardened like professional like soldiers or like super spies or something like that your characters are aren't gonna start out as the best there is like what where's the fun in that yeah um so yeah i've in it with i've been in my games for a long time now i've been i limit it to starting skills five um i think in in red it's six yes Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I I wholeheartedly support that, one hundred percent. Um, I, I I'm the jury's still out for me on 
the pared down skill list. Uh, the simplicity is nice. I personally prefer a larger list. Um, we'll get into it later because the skills are really covered in two different sections of the book. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, I I, I I prefer a larger list. There's that, that's me. Um, but again, I appreciate the simplicity. Uh, so yeah. I'm on the fence about that. Yeah, I, I mean... do like the free language skill at four. Uh, again, with Interlock Unlimited or and my personal games, I've been doing that for as long as I'm putting skill caps on starting skills. Uh, free language. Um, I had it at like six, four works. Uh, uh, four actually was probably much better. Um, I think I'll personally change that in my games to reflect. Well, you did get a free free language in 2020. You you spoke the language you rolled up for your ethnicity, and you also got um, what was it um, street speak? Yeah, everybody got street speak for free. Um, did you actually get? Like a, a number for your the language yeah. you rolled eight. I <coughs> eight. Okay. Well, I know. You play a game long enough, you forget. <laughs> so speaking, and, and I know that you have yeah. two sections of um, of the skills, right? Which was the actual resolution of skills. Um, the one thing I th I thought was oh uh, capricious. Yep. Sorry. Uh, Capricious brings up a, a good point on uh, academic education. Because playing a character that doesn't know how to read, write, or do basic math is not really that much fun in a cyberpunk world. Um, so everybody gets some level of academic education, your education general knowledge. Uh I don't know that it should be free. I think you should have to spend points on it. But, yeah, it's definitely something that if you don't take, you really screw yourself over in the end. Like, immediately, it becomes apparent, like, you can't read or write. Yeah, but it wasn't in 2020... Sorry. I like didn't a, mean to uh, go off the rails there. No problem. With an education of two, it was, like, considered a, a, a grade school education... Yeah. And like four like is three, a high school. High school graduate. Yeah. Three, four. Yeah, and then you start getting into college levels. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not a whole lot of points to invest into something just to make sure you have like basic high school education. Yeah. And what do you think of the new uh, crit success, critical failure for skills? Man, again, I'm on the fence. With the way they've set up the game, it works really well for what they've set the game up to be. Um, yeah, that's that's 
it, it works really well for what they've set the game up to be. That's that's what I can say about. It. Well, I thought it was an interesting take that a one you just roll another d10 and you minus it off, um, which is a different way of looking at it, right? Because I think one of the gripes I've heard is everyone, no matter what, has a 10% chance of failure. Um, whereas the critical failure kind of doesn't really say you fail automatically if you roll a one. Um, it's just if you roll below your, your scale or your the DV, then you fail, which is nice to look at or, or nice to have. I'm again gonna gonna parallel this with Interlock Unlimited because it, it, we kind of approached it from the same angle. Uh, they used a, a critical success and fumble chart to uh, expand it how that works. Whereas uh, with Interlock Unlimited, you roll a second D10 and you roll under your skill. If you roll under your skill, it's not actually a fumble. You just get a one. So it turns it into like the higher your skill level, the less chance you have of actually fumbling. Because if you've only got a one, you're going to fail a lot. Some of those failures are going to be catastrophic. But the more skilled you get, the less likely you are to fail. And failing one out of every hundred times, that's that's not quite so bad. Yeah. It, it keeps the fun of fumbles in and, and critical successes without, like, every other role is... Oh, he shot my friend in the face again. <laughs> oh. um, so I like that they kind of went that direction with their critical tables to where, you know, a one isn't automatically just horrible and a 10 isn't automatically amazing. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So next topic, what do you want to get into? Combat or gear slash weapon slash armor or slash the economy uh yeah we can uh i mean weapons after skills weapons are the next thing they talk about in the book so that's again it's brief like they cover they cover the weapons and gear and all that in two separate places but for me i don't i don't care for the over simplistic weapons i understand that they're trying to get rid of the gear porn but the thing is, some of us really liked our gear porn. Some of us, that was a big draw for the whole game, was like the Chromebooks and like pouring over the weapons, trying to, you know, find the weapon that fit your character's personality or the piece of gear that really made them stand out and unique from the other characters of the same type you've played. Like, it, it worked. Yep. Um,. And I get, I, I get that simplicity is the trend. I, I do, but yeah, I like gear porn. Like anybody who's been to Data Fortress twenty twenty knows I like <laughs> my gear porn. Yeah, and for me, it, you know, <clears throat> so so when you look at role playing games, right? You look at the reward system. So, for example, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, the reward system is leveling, um, which brings higher stats, more skills, um, and, and gear, right? <clears throat> so without leveling, you need, you know, you have other reward systems. And, and Cyberpunk, to me, has always been 
a system of gear, right? Whether it's cyberware, weapons. Uh, I mean, and that, honestly, every role-playing game is. Uh, every role-playing game that I've ever enjoyed. Like, half the time when I'm not actually playing it, if I can crack open a, a gear book, if, I, if I'm playing Dungeons & Dragons, and even though it's not the current system, if I crack open Aurora's Whole Realms catalog, or one of those thick spell volume things, the, the Tombs of Magic... I, that is nothing but unlimited adventure ideas going on in my head, character concepts. Like it, it's amazing to me just what one little picture or one blurb of something uh, can set off as the chain of like mental images in my head. Yep. And gear porn, gear porn's important for me when I'm when I'm gaming. Um, that's just how I'm wired. If, if it weren't for staring at... When I was a kid, I got the Dungeons & Dragons book, the uh, the original red uh, basic box set. Yep. I, I got that for Christmas one year. And I stared at the... Like, I didn't understand the whole... I didn't understand the concept of the game. But I stared at the equipment pages and the weapon pages of that book until my eyes bled. Um, because they were providing me, even before I understood what a role-playing game was, they were providing me with ideas. Um, when I got the Robotech books, I was such a huge fan of Robotech, and now I had like all the fighter jets like with stats next to them, and I, they kind of told me what they all did, and like their groovy laser guns and all that. I love that shit. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think codifying it all down to this overly simplistic... Uh, Yeah, I, 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 I don't personally like it. It's, it's not for me. Yeah, it's not for me either. Um, like you, I, I prefer the gear for it. Um, because it, it armor it, is the same way. In it, go ahead. It, it's sorry, to me, I didn't step you're on. also oh, tapping. Sorry, yeah, no worries. Um, you're tapping into human nature, right? When you're when you're playing games. Now, I, I completely understand some some people aren't into gear porn, right? And they're not into gear. They they just want to deal with the story and they want to keep things rolling, and that's fine and dandy, right? It's <clears throat> to me, and when you when you're doing basic rules, it's easier to take away than it is to add back, right? Um, yeah, especially when you're trying to keep things simple. I get what they're going for. And I get it, right? Um, so, and there's other ways they could have simplified things, right? With, with with that whole system of, okay, you know what? Let's get rid of weapon accuracy. Um, let's get rid of reliability. <clears throat> you know, there, there's they could have taken yeah. a little bit away from 2020, right? By, by eliminating the these two arbitrary uh, parts of a weapon, but they could still have, okay, maybe there is some... And again, they, when they probably started doing that, they saw, well, you know, a 9mm is a 9mm, and it's always going to do this damage. If you take away the weapon accuracy... Yeah, I mean, that's... The uh, reliability, it's pretty much the same weapon, no matter what. Um, but... That's to me. That's where the flavor comes in, right? And the, 
the picking sure. and the choosing exactly. but, and building your own type of weapon. Or, or like you said, hey, my guy's going to be, be a six-shooter guy. You know, he's always going to have a revolver. Or, like, you know, I've always had characters who prefer, you know, um, like a Volt Pistol. Love the Volt Pistol. But only for certain characters. Other characters I, I like to have, yeah. you know, other type of weapons. <laughs> and, and by limiting it out and, and just really simplifying it so much, it, it's it kind of I don't know ruins a little bit of the fun that some games give me, in particular this game. What I'm really hoping for is they've already announced a Chromebook, and I don't know how a Chromebook would actually work with this. Unless, and this is just me hoping and being optimistic, uh, unless that they're planning to expand things like guns and armor in the Chromebook, um, which is always a possibility. I mean, they've they've kind of done things in the past of a similar nature. Uh, they expanded martial arts with Pac Rim uh, in 2020. So if anyone um, from RTG is listening, our vote is uh, more gear porn. More gear porn. Give us back our guns and our individual guns. Uh, as I was going to say, armor. Um, again, it's 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 too simplified. It basically just it, it it. Again, I get what they're going for. They're trying to keep everything simple. But now armor just basically gives a generic armor class like Dungeons and Dragons where one piece of armor protects everything. And it's not just Dungeons and Dragons. I've seen it in like Shadowrun and a bunch of other games, right? And well, yeah, it's everything. It's, but, it's, but to me, it's standard role-playing practice. Yeah, it, so armor I thought was good. <laughs> the good part of it, right? They reduced a little of yep. it. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> Um, they reduced okay. the, the numbers a little, so that way you didn't really get into god mode. Um, getting rid of the layering, smart move, right? It, it makes the game a little more, and yes, it makes it simplistic, but it's simplistic in a good way, right? So, that, so to me, when we yeah. talk about simplistic, it's not always a bad thing. There is some good that simpli- simplicity does, um, which to me, you know, 5e, yes, they change some things, but their simplicity also benefited. Um, granted, you know, you can argue that it didn't really benefit in some areas, but it did in others. And to me... I mean, for me, the way they handle armor is just indicative of the real problem where they got rid of hit locations. Um, I'm definitely not a fan of that. Um, uh I'm borderline. I don't. I could take hit locations, or I can leave hit locations. Um, for for red being what it is, fine. You guys don't want to do hit locations. Great. You know that that speeds up combat in a way, right? Because if you think about how you have to run combat, is okay. I shoot. I roll the hit. If I hit, I gotta determine next determine what location I hit. Okay, I determine the location. Now I roll damage. Okay, how much armor do you have there? All right, so I reduce that from from my roll. Uh, did any of it get through? Oh, it did. 
Now I need to take my BTM off of that. Okay, did, it, did I even score one point of damage? Okay, I did. Now you're at, you know, if you're, if you're not in, in uh, mortals, okay, now make a stun save. Did you make the stun save? And if you are in mortals, oh, you got to make a stun save and you got to make a death save. So, and the, my and, rebuttal and, to that is that only matters for PCs. If the GM is going through all that effort on every one of the NPCs, the GM is really wasting his time. Like the beauty of being a GM is we can just hand wave that stuff. Oh, you did this much damage, dude's dead. Right. Or you got through his armor, or you didn't. We can decide that on the fly. And you know, certain enemies who are important, we can pay a little bit closer attention to the rules, but you know, sometimes the GMs just gotta play a little fast and loose. Um, well, agreed. And, and, so, and but I I understand that uh, I understand that overly simple systems is the trend. I, it's it's been the trend since Savage Worlds hit the streets. I get it. I, I understand that's what's hip and popular. I it just doesn't appeal to me. And I think in this case, it it dulls the edge that Cyberpunk had. Um, wow. Cyberpunk's hit locations they're, they're beautiful to me uh, in, in 2020 with, with this I understand that like critical tables kind of make up for the loss but to me they don't they don't do the same they don't have the same feeling yeah well I'm gonna disagree and say that you know it does speed up combat especially if when you get into auto fire Right. Um, speaking of which, is is another subject, right? Um, so for me, yeah, we'll fire, get to that one in a bit. <laughs> auto fire in 2020 was is just horrendous, right? If you don't have a calculator <laughs> or or a, a app to help you with that, um, one of the reasons why I built some of my site was because of of the complexity that you know auto fire can can have. Um, but I don't see that as a problem of the game mechanics. And yes, I, I, I am also part of that generation who basically, you know, we learned crunch. All the games that we grew up with were crunch, right? Um, and, and you want to talk about yeah. tables, think about like, I don't know if you ever played Rollmaster or Iron Crown's... Uh, any of Iron Crown games? Oh yeah, <laughs> Roll Masters. Think of the charts there. Anything from know? Ice? Anything from? Yeah. Uh, anything from Mayfair? Yeah. Um. So so we grew up on Crunch, and that's something that we learned from from a game. Um. But I also. I, and again, I don't see the simplicity simplistic nature that a lot of games are going for i don't see that as a bad thing and i don't see it as taking away from the gaming experience um because again, i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just i'm just saying it's not for me right and i um i see it as it's useful depending upon the game right if cyberpunk i need to play fast and loose with combat because i want to get more into story uh, I'm going to probably use red a lot more to do that um, because yes, it, it for me it comes down realism with 2020, 
but again it's all based upon a how i'm doing my story and how quick i want to get combat over for me it's like this is my perspective you can play as fast and loose as a gm with the rules you want that that is your purview as gm uh the game promotes that i've never seen a game that doesn't but here's the deal it's better to have a rule and not use it than not to have a rule in situations where having a rule really helps things out a lot right um you can always choose in, in cyberpunk 2020 you can always choose not to use a hit table just hand wave that stuff out of the way like oh you hit and you did <laughs> with an assault rifle six die six damage that dude is, is dead he's not wearing any armor there's no need to roll on a hit table you, you can just hand wave that out of the way but man it sure is nice to have that option it sure is nice to be able to like say i want to shoot the dude's hand and knock the gun out of it well sure it's a ridiculously hard shot but you can do that there are rules to help you whereas that those that's missing in red mm-hmm. and again simplicity is the trend that's what everybody wants these days it's just not for me right um well one of the things i did interlock to me is such a beloved system and cyberpunk 2020 i mean i i've spent 30 years making it into like the perfect system for me and it's it's hard to let that go right yeah and i think you you've donated quite a lot of time and and tweaking 2020 to be just right you know and I understand yeah. it, and that's the other thing, right? Is and I'm in the same boat, right? With, with right now, I'm I'm running Cyberpunk 2020 um, because I know the rules, I know them very well. <laughs> uh, but I think for for the next generation or, or new pe- players coming into Cyberpunk, um, I I've seen a lot of questions around that from people. Um, what should I start with? Should I go into 2020? Should I go into red? I think for, depending upon your gaming maturity, right? And when I say gaming maturity, I mean how how long have you been playing role-playing games, tabletop role-playing games? Um, well, to decide which one you really should, should go into. Um, sure. But, I mean, for for today's generation, red it makes red is what they should go with. Red yeah. is what's going to make more sense to them. It's it's going to feel more similar to other games they might have played because everything moving on this trend towards simplicity. Uh, so, speaking of like, and again for for gaming as a whole, it's a good thing. Go yeah. ahead. And getting back into the whole combat system. Um, the one thing I did like what they did with the combat system was actually specify what you can do in a round. <clears throat> with the old system, for whatever reason, people really got confused over the multi-action. Um, I, I've seen people complain that, oh, in the old system, what you could do is, you know, for one action, you unload your, or you shoot your pistol, the, the firing rate, you move, you can shoot your pistol, the firing rate again at a minus 
three, you, you know, and you can basically unload your pistol in, in one turn. And I don't think people actually read, read some of these uh, rules. Yeah, and, I was going to say that is that is not an accurate d description of what you can do with a multiple action. It's an accurate description of what people tried to do. Right. But that's not exactly how it works. You're never going to exceed the rate of fire. Like for a, if you're shooting full auto, you're just going to shoot with the full. What that's what it does in three seconds. You're not going to extend time out and get that twice. Now, if you're doing single pulls, sure, multiple action comes in negative three. Yep. Um. Um. But I think you already did that with your. With and your in three system. seconds, you can pull that trigger a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with combat actions within in an interlock unlimited, it's based on your weapon skill, it, how many times you can pull the trigger. But a full auto weapon is still just going to do the full auto, yep. uh, full auto rate of fire. That's never going to change. And, and that's what I kind of uh, liked with this system is that clarity um, that they have. You have yeah. a move action and you have another action. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, they have completely eliminated multiple actions, which, for simplicity's sake, is a positive. For what they're going for with the game, it works. Like, there's no need for multiple actions. Yep. Um, and I like that. And, and the critical injuries I do like um, because it does give that, still gives you a little bit of that lethality. Um, that's, you know, I, I think that like what you were saying is, okay, you remove your to hit location and, and all this other crunch, but you still have critical injuries, um, which still added to combat and, and the lethality to me. <clears throat> um, the one thing I really, 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 really don't like about combat is that if you don't have line of sight to your to your opponent that means your opponent or sorry if you're if you have yeah. line of sight to your opponent you're out of cover if you're in cover you do not get line of sight um i hate that you know basically if you throw a towel over your head <laughs> you're out of combat baby <laughs> they don't see you either as opposed to okay, actually no you have to have complete cover, 100% cover, or you have no cover at all. Right. Which is just... I, how does that work? You're telling me I can't hide around the corner and just pop my arm and head around enough to get a shot? Yep. And not get any benefit from that? If I'm out of cover, I'm out of cover. Hmm. That's... Yeah, I, I read that I read that page and I was just I had to read it several times. It was like, is that really what it's telling me? Yep. And that's I think that's the worst thing about <laughs> combat. Um, removing, you know, having a weapon in both hands and being able to use to shoot both weapons at their full rate of fire. Okay, fine. I I, I get it. I don't I mean, like it's, it, but it's I get cyberpunk. It. Yeah. And it's action. You should be able to guns akimbo stuff without. Yeah, especially like a Wu movie, you know. Yeah, I... you get the doves flying behind you, and you pull out. Your I two mean, pistols. one of the one of the most fun cyberpunk movies of all time is Nemesis, where the dude spends the whole movie going guns akimbo. 
God, I love basically the the first Western John Woo style movie out there. Yeah, um, martial arts. I, I liked um, what they were going with. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's different than twenty twenty, <laughs> but I, I feel like we're the jumping ahead on some stuff. Well, we're getting into combat, right? I'm in the combat section. I have the book um, in front of me. So. I mean, you're going straight into Friday Night Firefight. Yeah. Uh, what did you want to? Did you want to talk about more around weapons and armor? Or? Well, um, or did you want to go backtrack to like uh, Cyber yeah, War? Basically, like I said, my notes are my notes just go like page by page. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about humanity loss for a second. Okay. We'll go back there. Uh, um, it, I, I was overjoyed when I read their new their their current take on humanity, um, because it's it's the same way I felt about humanity loss. Uh, it was actually one of the very first uh, homebrew rules I ever implemented was that if you lose your arm and get it replaced with cybernetics. Um, or if you have like an organ that's failing and you get that replaced, like prosthetics should not cost humanity loss. Um, nobody ever went crazy because they got a pacemaker. Yeah. No dude ever like hated life because he had a stump and now has a prosthetic arm. Um, I mean, or I got a still, light like, tattoo, damn, so. I still have a prosthetic arm. I got yeah. a light tattoo and I want to start killing people. Um, <laughs> so I love that. I love that they that Artal Sorian finally agreed with me on that. Um, on what should and should not provoke humanity loss. Basically, their idea they they went with me almost a complete agreement uh, that it, unless the cybernetics you're getting, unless it replaces a perfectly good meat part or unless it changes your functionality as a human it shouldn't cost humanity loss now if it does do that if you like give yourself a tail yeah buddy you're 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 chipping away at your humanity there because you're no longer the same as everybody else you now have something different and extra if you give yourself cyber weapons or make your skin bulletproof yeah Full humanity lost there. So you want to start getting into uh, the cyberware? <clears throat> uh, I mean, there's not really a whole lot other than that I have to get into at this stage. Other than I'm curious as to why Anti-Dazzle requires two paired cyber eyes. Like, why couldn't uh, why could you just get Anti-Dazzle in one eye? Um, I mean, pirates did that. That's what the whole eye patch thing was. Outside, you wear a eye patch over one eye, and then you go into the dark and you switch it over, so you retain your night vision. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and that got. And that's one of the things I didn't like about some of the um, cyberware was the, the limiting of slots. And yeah, to your point, the the pairing is also like. Um, I think the other thing is low light. Um, low light UV that you have to pair, and it costs two slots to use. 
Um, yeah. Which I didn't care for. And also the limitations of, of taking... So now you only have three slots in each eye. I'm... Which, to me... I yeah, you, like you only get so many slots, it. and with 2020, you could, like, one-eye stuff. Like, okay, well, I got teleoptics in one eye, and the other eye, I got image enhancement. Or, uh, not image, uh, image enhancement works well. You can, you can tailor much better than you can in red, and it doesn't, the changes they've made in this didn't really make a lot of sense to me as to why. Yeah. Um, I, I did like that they did do slots in certain areas and that certain things do take up slots. However, things like, to me, skin weave requires a slot. <laughs> it's it's your skin. You know, to me, a slot is... Yeah, is yeah. why does... I, I understand they're trying location. to balance things out, I guess, but yeah, skin weave should never require a slot, just like skin weave should never be a, an armor layer. It's your skin. Yeah, so there, I had, like, those type of gripes. Um, and I think also, you know, with, with the amount of Chromebooks that they did have, I, I think they could have put in some more Chrome. Because <laughs> uh, it seemed yeah. like most of it was for it, the it basic seemed... book. I mean, they've announced a Chromebook, so I'm hoping they're going to they're gonna expand on it. Um, with the way they've simplified everything, they kind of have to. Like, that's just... I mean, it's Chrome. It's going to be cybernetics. That's it's like the backbone of the Chromebook. That's why they're called Chromebooks. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's it definitely needs to be more. I also like the, the therapy rules um, and, and including those in the basic book and actually quantifying them as opposed to, to 2020. Yeah. I mean, 2020 quantified them, but it was all in, like, secondary books. Yep. Uh, with how it actually worked, and even then, it's you, it's kind of hunt and peck trying to find the actual rules. Um, so having it laid out in the main source book uh, and codified, it works. It's, it's good stuff. Alright, anything else around the cyberware? Do you want to talk about Just it? Just at this point in the book, uh, the whole Street Rat Edge Runner complete thing is it's starting to feel a little heavy. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why that applies to cybernetics. I, I'm really not, but it's... And again, I can yeah, see it, it for it's, the street, it's right? starting to part right for for a beginning basic character you're just using basic rules and, and a new player needs guidance per you know sure completely um, understandable that, that you use this but once you get off of the street rat um you know it should be well, the fact that it's still like street rat for every single role and then edge runner for every single role yeah. <laughs> complete for every oh my god it's starting to get cumbersome i get why it's there it's it's kind of awesome that it's there but at the same time man i'm looking at so many charts and tables yeah and 
now that we're into like you know, we talked about weapons we talked about cyberware the economy um, that is another thing that really 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 disappoints me in the simplistic way they, they approached it with with the different levels of uh, expensive versus everyday and cheap and costly and and just putting all the prices in a grouping um yeah by doing uh, that, i did not good i i just saying i did not understand what they were going for with that one of all the every other thing that they've done to make the game more simplistic they throw their the economy at us and it's just it gave me eye twitches and the other thing that really annoyed me is the inconsistency so they use that level you know that that level economy for everything in the book except for net running programs that's where some of the values are, are a little different <clears throat> so to me if you're using it it should be applied everywhere it, you shouldn't have small exceptions in these abstract areas yeah <clears throat> the other problem with the whole economy yeah, is, is they limit things right so once you get to super luxury okay well you can't really improve it anymore because it's super luxury How, what's the next level there um do you double the cost do you triple the cost is it times five because e even the levels of, of economy jump right they go from times two to times five to times two again um and, and even, even in dungeons and dragons you know the fifth edition with their streamlining they still had various prices for everything and they still had the variety of what weapons you could use yes a weapon still did d6 but you still called it an axe versus a longsword versus <clears throat> whatever and you you, yeah. you know i mean it felt distinct and different so i think the economy is just especially for a system like like we've talked about is gear porn which what do you how do you get gear through money if you're if the money is, you know, based off of this arbitrary I agree level with that, Rob, by the way. system, it's just so confusing. What do you write? Um, yeah, he wrote that, uh, or I guess, no, uh, November Alpha. Uh, the idea that traumatic events uh, can cause humanity loss makes a lot of sense. I, I agree with that. It does. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's humanity loss and post-traumatic stress i mean those are gonna those should be tightly connected um i think skills come up next in the book where it actually gets into like the the definitions of skills and whatnot and i i the first thing that came to mind is you can dodge bullets now <laughs> If you have a reflex of eight or better. You can dodge bullets? Kinda. I, I don't you think you're doing bullets? a Nero. I think you're... you're, you're, you're I mean, are, are you sure? Because you're rolling your reflex against your attackers. To dodge bullets. 
you're again. I don't uh, think you're dodging. I'm not really bullets. coming to I, any I, other conclusion but Neo. You, you, you're dodging them aiming at you. I, I think if you're, I don't think if you're not noticing the person, you're not going to get. I would, as a referee, I would not allow you to to say, oh, you hear a gunshot. Well, I dodge it. No, you don't. <laughs> you hear a gunshot and. I'm gonna roll the DV to try. Right, to but if you're standing there in front of somebody, if you're in a, if you're in a fast draw situation <laughs> where you guys are facing off and that dude shoots at you, you can dodge the bullet. That's that's. I, I don't mean, according think to the rules, that's that's what that means. And again, for for, to me, picturing it in real life, I don't see it. Hey, I've shot my gun, and all of a sudden you dodge. I think it's more or less. I pull out my gun, I aim at you, and you, as you're pulling the trigger, or I'm seeing you pull the trigger, I move, and you can't keep up with my action of, of dodging out of the way of your aim, right? So you're not dodging out, you're dodging bullets, you're dodging aim of your opponent. I mean... If that makes sense. I get that that's what it's trying to emulate, but I mean, what? Yeah, it's still, it's still, you know, attacker's stat plus skill plus D10 versus defender's stat plus skill plus D10. That's that's dodging bullets. Even if it, even if that's not how it's described, that's 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 what's happening. Um, and again, like you said, it's only for level people with like skills of eight or higher. Yeah. But still, it's it's. Eye twitching. It made my eyes start twitching. It was back in you know AD and D when uh, you you read the rules and it's like a round is a minute. Okay, how many attacks do I get? You get one. Okay, so I swing. I wait fifty nine seconds. Yeah, no, I, I, I hated that in D and I still seconds. hate that in D and D. Um, I did that. Oh, that may be my single most hated rule about Dungeons and Dragons is. How long? How long is it around? And I can only do this one thing. I'm like, well, yeah, but you're also like dodging and parrying. And no, I'm not. I'm not doing any of that. I'm swinging to hit and I swing. It's, don't, don't, don't abstract what I'm doing. Don't tell me what I'm doing. I'm telling you what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm telling you that I can hit somebody more than once a minute. That is, Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. I, I get what they're doing, and for. I think for any melee actions, yeah, you should be able to, like, hand-to-hand, you should definitely, it should definitely be uh, opposed skill rules. I just don't think that should work with bullets and explosives and stuff. Yeah. But again, simplicity, and that's what they're going for. So it works with the system. It's just, again, the eye twitch. Yeah. (laughs) I do, I love the new difficulty charts. Um, I, I very much like those. Uh, I don't know why they come out. They 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 seem better to me than the 2020 uh, difficulty values. Maybe because like there's not a bunch of there's a very short negative modifier examples table, but for the most part. I don't know. The the numbers work better for me. Yeah, I, that I makes was, sense. 
I was looking at the numbers too, and, and they definitely worked a little better, right? Because in the old system, you know, a 15 was average. So what you're saying is if I have an average stat, which according to the rules is five, and I have yeah. an average skill, which really is around a three, I have a 30% success rate of doing an average task. Um, but less than that. I mean, if you've got a, uh, a five stat or even a six stat, which is average in Cyberpunk and a three in the skill, that's nine. You've got to roll. Yeah. Okay. You're right. 30%. Never mind. 30%. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, it's, I, uh, I, I liked how they, they rearranged those numbers. Um, so, and, and it works especially with with beginning characters right so hey I'm at a 6 and my stat is an 8 right as a beginning character that's a 14 <clears throat> so I'm always going to usually succeed at, at average unless I roll a, a 1 and then a higher number yeah um, I mean if this is something I do every day even at a low skill like I yeah it works um, I would have had every day be 12, but that's, and I would have just lowered the numbers by everything by like one point, like yep. straight across the board, but I get why they did what they did. Yeah. And I, I like their, their yeah, I really did. Well. I also really like, I really like the idea of complementary skills on like page 130 yeah. where you can use skills in conjunction with each other I, I like that I like that idea um, it's something I've always done but there was no rules for it there uh, I don't think I, I don't I don't, even with unlimited interlock unlimited I don't think I have any rules to support it it's just something I've done um, so seeing it on print seeing it on the page is good um, yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, now, no. go ahead. I'm gonna start. Go ahead. Uh, so uh, now you go. We're already twenty eight twenty. So I wasn't sure how long you wanted to continue talking. We're already been at it for about an hour and a half. Um, I I'm happy to continue talking. The only other subject I think I haven't I talked about say. was uh, net running. Um, I've, I've, I haven't even gotten halfway through my notes yet. So, <laughs> well, you lead the conversation, and, um, and I will follow. All right. Skills are where things. I really start to. I, I get that they simplified everything, and they pared down the skill list. What I want to know is what's the difference between conceal reveal and perception so conceal reveal is specifically for objects and hidden objects right so they're opposing um, skills uh, <clears throat> it's they're not opposing skill they're the same skill but they oppose themselves versus uh, perception right. I just it seems go ahead so to me perception is noticing things out of the corner of your eye of other people's activities like like in, like 
when I when I look at Cyberpunk um, 2020, you know, you have Heidi Vade versus stuff. Except it's not. If you look at the skill list, it's this the perception is the skill of spotting hidden things like clues, traps, and people using the stealth skill, but not objects hidden with the conceal reveal skill. How, how is spotting hidden things not spotting hidden <laughs> objects? It, it's a redundant it. skill, and there's lots of them. Um, how is how is trading different than persuasion? Like, if you're trying to talk somebody into stuff, how is it really a different skill to try and talk them into a lower price or a higher price? Um, why is evasion a separate skill from athletics or brawl melee martial arts? Same reason why dodge um, was in how, how? Yeah, it didn't make sense there either. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How is how is bribery in and of itself a skill? And and what is the business skill? Like, how is bribery not different? How is bribery different than persuasion? Right. Um, I like the deduction skill. Uh, as a new skill, it, it makes sense to me. Um, it is something that's separate. Like, it's intuition, and there needed to be something like that there. How is acting, though? How is acting different than persuasion? Here's the big one for me. Why is paramedic a separate skill from first aid? I mean, a paramedic is just somebody who's taken first aid to a professional level. I, I don't understand why they're two separate skills. Dying and treating most common critical injuries is first aid. Paramedic skill applies to medical treatment to a wounded person to keep them from dying, treating all critical injuries, not requiring surgery. Surgery, yeah. There, there's no difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, might, there's no difference. It's, well, it's the same skill. In, in the, I, I don't have the wounds healing, but paramedic might increase the type of uh, uh, your healing possibilities uh, I mean I get yeah. that but why wouldn't that just a higher level first aid why wouldn't that just cover that um, why are brawling and or martial arts treated as separate from melee I don't understand that holdover I've never understood that holdover if I can kick your ass with my fists I can pick up a baseball and kick your ass just as well. Or a baseball bat, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but the knife is a different type of skill. Knife fighting is a different type of skill. Really? Because every martial arts class I've ever seen that had weapons form taught it as that martial art. If you go and take a kung fu class, you'll learn how to use the weapons. Um, you will, and you will learn melee skill. Uh Right, so Aikido, yeah, but it's not separate. It, it's it's all treated as part of the same thing. I I, I can argue against that. Right? So Mila is also sword fighting. Right? Yeah, which is a martial art in and of itself. Which is Mila. <laughs> 
granted, in which 20, is a martial art. Yeah. Well, in 2020, the, you had fencing, right? There's. So yeah, don't get me started on that. Um, you had you had fencing and melee, which I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, for me, the argument will always be that melee is just martial arts with a weapon. I and you could be trained in knife fighting and not learn martial arts. Well, technically everything everything really? you do with combat I, is I, a martial arts. If right? you're trained in knife fighting, if you're trained in knife fighting, you're trained in how to throw a punch as well. I'm, I'm I don't know of any martial art on the planet that teaches knife fighting that doesn't also teach you know at least basic into hand skills. In fact, usually. With, with, with the martial arts that are geared towards knife fighting, like uh, Kali Eskrima and uh, Penjak Shilat, knife fighting and hand to hand are really one and the same. Yeah. Same with like Krav Maga. That's that's just the way you know martial arts and melee work. Right. Um. If you want to learn how to use a sword, they're going to teach you how to fight too. Because you're going to lose your sword at some point. And and again, so you're simplistic simplifying the skills. I can see a difference between melee versus martial arts, right? So martial arts to me is unarmed combat. Melee is you're fighting with a melee weapon, whether it's sticks, sword spear knife it's it to me it is different on how you approach right so with with knife you want when you're dealing with knife fighting there's different tactics on how to defend yourselves when someone's confronting you with a knife right there's a different tactics of how you're going to attack with a knife versus with you know an an unarmed attack so I can see it being a, a separate skill. Where do you go to learn just knife fight? I don't know. I, I, I'm not a combat mark. <laughs> and I haven't really done a lot of research into it. But I do know I've, from I've, what I've little exposure I have tremendous knife fighting and weapon fighting is different than than you know, the, the, but it's really not. It's, it's attacking and defending. It's yes, it's close. In, right? It's it's hand to hand. Same principles. Um, different techniques. They're taught at the same time. That's like Krav Maga. They will. They it teaches both unarmed and armed fight, and it's all geared around. It's all geared around that. You learn how to. Uh, if you're unarmed and someone comes at you with a weapon, it teaches you how to take their weapon and then stab the shit out of them. That is, like, it is all one thing. Um, the same with Kali Eskrima, the same with uh, Penchak Shilad, the same Kung Fu. I mean, it, it they teach you how to use the it, weapon it, as part it, of the martial art. Right. It's and, not and a separate skill. Okay so, okay, so someone who's never taken martial arts learns how to use a knife and learns how to fight with a knife. Never taken any martial art class. That's brawl. But they're not trained in it. They're just picking up a knife. 
That's that's exactly what brawling is. All right, they pick up a sword. Brawling is untrained hand-to-hand fighting. They're just doing it with a baseball bat or a knife. Now, if they go up against... If Joe Schmo, even though he may think he's really good at swinging that knife, if he goes up against a martial artist who is trained in a form that teaches him how to use a knife, he's going to lose every single time. Unless you get the lucky and because there's always the roll of the dice. Either way, we're, we're digressing a yeah, lot. No, let's, this let's is a personal issue, track. and we're, <laughs> I, I can see we're not going to agree. Yeah. Um, that we can have a whole long debate on martial arts. And stuff. But um, why is dance not a performance skill? And that's the end of that's the end of all that for me. <laughs> um, there are a lot of skills that seem really redundant, and when they simplified the list, it just it just comes across as weird to me that so many of these skills overlap. Right. Um, you'd think that if they were really trying to pare it all down, that there wouldn't be that. Um, so, again, it's just personal opinion. I don't know why there is this stuff, but I do like uh, the new red version of multi-classing. Um, I still prefer... Uh, my interlock unlimited multi-classing but for red this is head and tails better than the cyberpunk 2020 version of multi-classing this is elegant and it works and i like it quite a bit um for all the for all the simplification of the rest of the game though Combat awareness seems really complicated to me. <laughs> uh, the ideas in it are good, but things like rolling with the punches being tied exclusively to the solo and like ha- having to figure out how to redistribute a solid uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I-, I think points is... picking and choosing it to me, it screams. Uh, it just looked kind of like fifth edition D and D. Yeah, it's just it's too much. I don't I don't understand the thought process behind oversimplifying com or simplifying combat just to turn around and and throw the complication of, of combat awareness out there. It, it just yeah, uh, maybe I'm just not smart enough. I don't know. It, it I looked at it and. Again, I twitch. Yeah, and from what I've Hello? seen, can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, no, I my my did a weird twitchy thing. Yeah. yeah, it's good. So one of the the things with with combat awareness and a lot of G, uh, referees kind of homebrewed is that fumble recovery, right? So. A lot of GMs and G- referees will will homebrew that if you roll a one, you can use uh, either a luck point or two luck points after you know after the fact to make that failure not a fumble. So <clears throat> that's you kind of. I was. Is that not straight from the book? No, that's not like, straight from the book. That's 
was like the number one use of luck in our games. I was exactly. Like, All right, this role is important. Yeah. I'm using luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a homebrew, homebrew rule, and that's a homebrew rule that's being carried wow. over in red. So, one of the key solo abilities, or one of the things you can donate points it's... into, GMs are just going to rule it out. You know, from from because they want not right they don't want just solos being able to avoid fumbles but they also want everyone to be able to avoid fumbles or yeah. failures it's it's weird <laughs> like the homebrew rules that are like near universal between unrelated groups like everybody i don't know uh the luck rule for using a point of luck to avoid a fumble was so universal that I I honestly thought that was in the rules. It's yeah. it's been a while since I've had to read that section, but yeah, yeah. So what's in the t- this is a this about? is a tiny this is a tiny little thing, but there's a format switch on page one forty seven and one forty eight where it goes from single column to double column. Um, <laughs> I just noticed this and it, it like. It struck me as funny. Um, I like the breakdown of what a techie can do. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, and like I said, the thing... I, I agree with you on the loss of materials, yeah. but the fact that they break it down and give you rules for exactly what they can do with their special ability, it's good stuff. Um clear groundwork for how the special abilities work is a good thing. I know we talked about it earlier. Um, This is such an improvement. Uh, I like the guidelines for for how they're used. Yep. And again, Um, techie is also one of those those special abilities that you roll your the, the tech skill, whether it's basic tech, electronic, or whatever. You roll tech, plus the rank of your special ability. Um, so there's there's special abilities that do that, and there's other special abilities that don't, which, I don't know, it's just, I, I'd rather see some consistency between them all. It's weird to me that they broke up land vehicle from basic tech, um, because in 2020, basic tech basic is, is like small engine repair and yeah like handyman work um, like the things you would learn in shop class basically yep. and then they had the specialized like you know AV and helicopter and aircraft and like things like that but in red they, they go ahead and break it up further and like small engine is now separate from your basic tech yep. to an extent like you still work on lawnmowers but not cars um, I guess it's to round out the techie better I, I, I guess um, and, and that's fine right so 2020 techies techies really never got any type of love from a splat book um, no they didn't and they really needed it both techies and med techies needed a splat book yeah uh they're really the only character that didn't get any kind of love in that regard at all. 
like most of the other roles they got whole source books dedicated to them. Oh. Techies got Techies and Medtech's got nothing. Some would argue that the Chromebooks were Techies. Splat books. Except they, they well not really. I mean I they're they're books full of tech, but they don't tell you how to make the tech or repair it or any of that. It's just here's some stuff. Yeah. Um I mean Rocker Boy got their own own supplement. Solo's got it twice. Uh, now the corpse they got kind of screwed with the corp books as far as how to run a corp mm-hmm. but really running a corp and running a fixer the only difference is you know where they live yep um, I loved the breakdown of each role uh, the charts really start yeah mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, why is gear so very limited? Like the clothing. What, what was the purpose of the chart breaking things down so far and pricing it all out down to like jewelry and hats and, and glasses and well, glasses did, and mirror shades are separate things? I didn't mind that because, you know, with Chromebook 4, you kind of had that. Uh, granted, it is even more broken down, but <clears throat> I, you know, I, I. Well, I mean, they had examples for each. Yeah, yeah I guess it just—it looked weird to me in, in table form. I guess maybe that's just it. Maybe at that point, I'd <laughs> table overload. Right. Um. I like that uh, yards and meters are interchangeable. Uh, it makes sense. There's, there's not at the ranges in Cyberpunk where combat takes place. There's not enough of a difference for it to matter. Yep. Um, plus, with yards, like meters is more accurate, but with yards, you can break it down to feet, and sometimes that's important. Um. I get that people who have been raised in the metric system break everything down into centimeters, but that just, it doesn't work for me. I I don't, I don't have any clue as to what, you know, 52 centimeters actually, (laughs) Never mind. I'm getting off. Uh, Or no, I'm, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent that I don't need to go off on. It's in America. Um, The negative eight for aim shots at, at specific locations. That's a hell of a modifier. Well, you're aiming for the head, right? Usually. Yeah, because really that's all you can aim at. You well, supposedly you can't, can't like, legs. target an elbow anymore. Yeah, head and legs. Um... Is it just me, or was there no chart for, like, combat-specific difficulty modifiers? Um, so there is a chart on page 173, but it breaks it down into weapons, right? Yeah, it's it's just, like, weapon ranges. That's all it is. With the difficulty numbers. Speaking of that. 
Speaking of that, the sniper rifle difficulty values. It starts at 30 at 0 to 6 meters and then drops. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how guns work. No. I, I mean, I kind of get what they were going for here, but that's just... That's not how guns work. Sure, if you're trying to look through the scope at something, uh, then yeah. In a computer screwed, game. But at six <laughs> meters, who's actually looking... Yeah, who's looking through the scope? You're just aiming down the barrel at that point. Yep. Um, the rest of the table is fine. It's just the sniper rifles part really struck me as like, what, what's going on there? Um, like a person isn't going to open their other eye. Continuing <laughs> with combat. Yeah. Continuing with combat, why Why does reloading a crossbow not require an action? It's, I've reloaded a crossbow. That is not something you do quickly. No, it is not. <clears throat> Well, I think they why is auto fire a skill? <coughs> sure, and bows? No, that I can see why a bow doesn't require uh, an action to reload. Um, but a crossbow and a bow are are wildly different. Everybody thinks they're the same, but they're yeah. not. No, they're not. Um, like they don't shoot the same. Uh, they don't reload the same. Like they're really they they work on the same principle, but they are like shooting them is is nothing like each other. Yep. Um, why is auto fire its own skill, and how does that work in relation to? Well, if I've got a, like a submachine gun, I can shoot it either single fire or auto fire. So if I've got a weapon that's I don't understand why auto fire is is its own skill and how it's supposed to work in relation to the other weapons. Um, I read it over and over and over again, and it still didn't make sense to me. Again, I think auto fire is specifically for when you do auto fire versus shoulder mounted weapons or shoulder weapons in which you do single single shot. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. It, it just it just comes off as weird to me that it's a separate skill. Like, I'm sure it works in the game. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to actually play the game uh, and use the auto fire rules. It just they seem kind of messy. Right. Um, again, and that's just how my brain works around it. I'm sure. I'm sure it works just fine in in actual practice. Um, we were talking about martial arts earlier. Mm -hmm. Is it just me or is the damage from martial arts in this in red just insane? That it scales based off of body? Not that it scales off of body, but how much it scales. Like the actual amount of damage you, you do. So if you're Cyborg Dao, you can do 46 damage. Well, <clears throat> so if if you're Cyborg Dao, right, that means you probably have 
uh, a bit of chrome on you. Um, but yeah, so weaker people do, and I get, I think seven to ten, you're doing three die six damage. Yeah, I, I think which is in the human range, which is in the human range. But if you if you think about it, it's a different wound system, right? So no longer are you scale to really yeah. twelve. Okay, yeah, points, that makes right? sense. Never mind. I had not I had not taken uh I had not taken the hit point, the system, hit point system into consideration. Um Yeah, no, it, it works. You're right. Uh, I was I was looking at this martial arts table in relation to Cyberpunk twenty twenty and yeah, that, that that was my absolute mistake. Uh forgive me. <laughs> Whereas martial arts in 2020, um, you know, okay, so I have a skill of six, that's a plus six to my damage. Got a body of uh, eight, that's plus three, so I'm already starting on a plus nine to whatever dice roll I might make. Oh, don't get me wrong, in Cyberpunk 2020, um, within our lock unlimited, I, I have the damage bonus from martial arts. You get half your skill. Otherwise, it's a punch should not do more damage just unless even at cybernetic levels um sure if you've got like a body of 15 and you punch someone their head might explode but beyond that if you're just a human being yeah i mean even at half you're still killing people with you with your blows yep it's just not the overkill um I like the poison chart. It's so much clearer in what it does and how it works than it was in 2020. It's a different animal completely. I very much like the poison chart. Yeah, and the falling damage, the exposure, fire. I'm glad they added those kind of rules. <clears throat> yeah, they needed to be there. I mean, you could find them in various source books and in some cases like secondary supplements in 2020 but yeah it's nice to have rules for the environment yep then we got them to take cover cover hit points again we've already talked about cover <laughs> and what an annoying thing that is um yeah there's no such thing as partial cover and then we got them to armor um, which we kind of talked about and then the whole wounding system with light, serious, and mortal um, to me it, it works uh, for the I mean at least getting wounded still has some effect yep uh, it's 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 not quite a, it's not as extensive and I hesitate to use the word, use the word realistic but it, it's not it's not the 2020 method but it, it works for red. It, it works for what they're going for. Mm -hmm. um, it probably works really well for what they're going for. Uh, critical injuries work well for what red's going for. Yep, and they still have death saves, which is nice. <coughs> um, yeah. And I think they, they did a lot better with the vehicle combat slash rules. Uh, within the basic book because even in 2020 I don't think they had any rules 
was I thinking? Uh, I thought it was like in Solo, Solo Fortune One that they introduced some rules. Yeah, you you had to get Solo of Fortune to get the vehicle rules, and then of course they expanded them in Solo of Fortune Two, and then again in uh, Maximum Metal, and then again in uh, Firestorm Stormfront. Yep, it was an it was an evolving process. Uh, it's weird that they've got cars and bikes. I, I get that they're talking about supercars and superbikes, but like their listed speed of going 300 miles per hour is uh, as standard. It's it's cool, um, slightly terrifying, but cool. Yeah. The weirdest thing about vehicle combat is starting your car places you at the top of initiative. Yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, just automatically it places you at the top of initiative. Um, It just came across as a weird rule. Like I'm not sure how that would work in practice. But, again, it's it's not something that's really going to have I wouldn't imagine it's something that really gets brought up all that often. Right. Which leads us into net running. <laughs> uh, just before we get into net running, yeah. I gotta say, I love the reputation chart. Like, that was a highlight of the book point. And that it classified, <laughs> if you have this rep, you, you're well-known versus... Some street yeah. punk without any type of reputation. Yeah, and, and I also like that they, if you lost, you actually have a penalty um, towards action. Yeah. So, just uh, having something there in the main book that actually tries to explain what reputation is and how it affects your character yeah. is nice. Um, so now we get into net running. Um, to me, net running was good. That it's easier to integrate the net runner into uh, team combat. Um, also, it's easier to make kind of data forts slash net ar- net architects. <coughs> yeah, I, I I agree. The net running rules are dramatically improved. Like just on a whole nother level than they were in 2020 it was pretty much almost universal that like GMs just disallowed Netrunners as a character role that could be taken because they were such a pain in the butt like fixes eventually came along but at the start you were running a different game for the Netrunner than you were for everybody else Uh, Red's Netrunning rules are 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 streamlined and beautiful to be honest yeah there there's some things that i don't like um basically because of their economy system i mean it yeah they they've painted themselves into the corner with the dvs right so yeah if i have a password and i want to put that password to like a legendary level okay how much does that cost you can't right because at password i think dv of 14 16 something like that 
Um, it still feels like a separate game. It's just a much more streamlined. Game yeah. Than it was. But and and again, they seem like they they kind of yeah. So building levels of twelve is super luxury, right? So that's a ten grand. Okay, what if I want to do a DV of fourteen or sixteen or you know? Because I I see right now net running is very easy, even for starting characters. Um, to yeah. go through. Which is a pleasant challenge. <laughs> it is. But yeah, it's... But there's I mean, also it's, not it's a not challenge. Perfect. It's weird to me... Right, at, at higher levels. It's weird to me that uh, you still have the giant list of programs and stuff. Um, like, combat, weapons, armor, all got really simplified, but net running still has this basically its own like gear list which is is fairly large well um, i've always liked net running <laughs> rules even from 2020 so again this is kind of gear porn yeah i mean me. i i get it uh, again gear porn is a beautiful thing i'm not i'm not i'm not begrudging it i'm not knocking it it just uh, when you look at how much they simplified everything else, it was weird that uh, net running. I guess, I guess in the grand scheme of things, net running did get simple uh, simplified. I mean, the list of programs uh, from 2020 filled a, a thick source book. I mean, brainware blowout. Yep. Um, and they don't even have. So yeah, I guess it still got simplified. Um, yeah. According that, to that some been people, nice. techie is really, you want to work with a techie to create a program. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> that doesn't make any that sense. That makes no sense. Techies aren't programmers. Yeah. Um, you want a cyber deck, create a cyber deck. Yeah, you go to a techie. Yeah. But a net runner or a techie writing programs, that doesn't, that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The other thing I didn't like about the um, cyber decks was that a program and, and a cyber deck add-on are the same thing. It takes up one slot. <coughs> um, yeah, you would think the add-ons would just make the... would be treated separately. Yeah, but they're not. Uh, but I do like, you know, it definitely streamlined the system. It definitely... And, and to me, it... it looking at the net arc seemed like it it harbors back to 2013 and how you laid out a, a data fork um you know with, with the basically a flow chart of how you get to where you need to go um which is it's it's definitely i, I played in the games with netrunner so it definitely speeds it up but it still can take some time um and that runners can take <laughs> away from gameplay, even in this system. Yeah. Not as much um, as they used to, but they still do. No, not by any stretch. But yeah, they're like I said, it's they're still playing a separate game. It's you got your net run over here doing things, and they tried to they tried to ameliorate that with uh, with bringing the net runner along because there's no more internet. Yeah. So the, uh, um, so the Netrunner has to physically go to the locations. Yeah, we uh, we still have 
trauma team. Healing and fluff and all that to yeah. talk about. You don't want to save it yeah. for two so, weeks. You know what? We are exactly at halfway through. Well, not Fearlessly. exactly, but a little over halfway through my notes. So yeah, let's let's go ahead and put that on. Make that the next episode. All right. So next episode, um, we'll uh, be talking a little more on uh, Cyberpunk Red. And again, I think we're probably also not only going to talk about this, but also our recommendations on whether or not we we we, f we give our stamp or not on uh, Cyberpunk Red as a predecessor. So stay tuned for that episode. Um, Indeed. Also, also like to thank um, gotta Rob. thank uh yeah go ahead you finish yeah cyberpunk uncensored for hosting us um this video should get to uh youtube in the next week or so um if the volumes aren't great i'll, I'll adjust them in post-production um i'll try to listen to these uh tomorrow and hopefully we came a lot better through or through a lot better than uh, our last episode so all right, man. Uh, I will talk to you in uh, two weeks. Did I lose you? Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, my, my 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 phone shut off for some reason. Um, I apologize about that. Did any of that come through? Which part? The thinking of uh, several uncensored was the last thing I think I heard you. Uh, yeah, thanks, Rob. Uh, Cyberpunk and Censored, thanks for hosting us. Uh, once again, it's great working with you. Everybody else, thanks for showing up and listening to us, and you guys stay safe out there. Yep, we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Later. <laughs>